What's up, everybody? Oh, sorry. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. I don't know if you guys heard that or not. My phone was uh, going off. What's happening? It's uh, it's been a minute. Haven't uh, haven't seen you guys in a while. So sorry for the uh, the long absence. But uh, we are supposed to have a really good episode tonight uh, with Weston Wenner from uh, Wildfire Retix. But um, I'm not sure. I have not gotten a hold of him. So I don't know for sure if we're going to actually have this episode tonight or not. I mean, we could just, uh, if he ends up not showing up, I might be able to pull somebody else last minute, have them jump on, or, you know, we can just, uh, I'll just answer some, uh, some questions, some questions in the, uh, in the comments here. But, um, I hope everyone had a good holiday. Um, actually I'm gonna take these off since I don't need them. Um, yeah, I hope everybody had a good holiday. Good Christmas, good uh, New Year's, and all that stuff. We had a we had a pretty good one here. Very busy, like always. Uh, two kids, so it's 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 pretty hectic. But um, yeah, can't really can't really uh, complain too much. My uh, as far as my retick uh, season going, it's uh, it was it was going pretty slow, but it's starting to pick up now. Um, this is actually the the latest. I've never not had eggs in December or January, even December and January. So um, kind of crazy to think that I've had eggs almost every December and January, and I have none right now. But um, sorry, I'm getting messages too while I'm talking. Um, yeah, so kind of crazy. But uh, we're getting some good locks going right now. We have some really cool, uh, really cool stuff in the pipe coming down. Um, for everybody that follows me on uh, all my social media platforms, you probably have seen my posts. We, uh, we have, um, what do we got? We got the blonde tiger female that I have. She's been locking with my blonde phantom tiger male. Um, and I'm thinking I might actually pull him and maybe put my, I have a possible platinum, um, GC pied male so i might put put him in with her make some really cool double hat stuff um i really like the blonde pied stuff so i think that would be a good a good way to kind of get into that project and really kind of spring forward a little bit with that um we have my what else do we got the my i got my gc cow female that's possible possibly platinum possible uh tiger possible so she's possibly super gc i don't think she's a super gc though but um she's been locking with my gc cow had anthrax male again not really a breeding i i, I kind of just put him in just to kind of see where she was at if she was gonna um accept a male or reject a male um and they actually they've locked twice so far so not not 100 percent what what i wanted to breed i'm actually picking up a male from a buddy um this week and we're gonna try to shoot for some split clutches with her, or a split clutch with her. Um, that male is a purple. What is he? He's a purple, purple platinum, motley tiger, I believe. So purple platinum motley tiger to um, GC cow, possible platinum, possible tiger. So there's a lot of, a lot of really insane possibilities out of that, um, out of that breeding. Um, what else we got? There was a third breeding I had. I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, 
I forget what the third one was. Oh, my uh, my Sula, my Sulawesi female. She uh, she has been locking with my Sulawesi male, but the Sula stuff is just so freaking hard to breed. It's uh, it, it just does not. I don't know. She's she's still off food. She is breeding still, but I have not seen her ovulate. She's on the cold side. She's acceptive of male. I don't know. I don't know. The Sula stuff is just weird. Um, that's all there is to it. But um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, there's a few other there's a few other pairings I'd really like to try for this season. But females are just slamming food. Males aren't really showing any uh, any breeding interest yet. So we're gonna we're gonna just keep going and and see what we can get. But uh, if any of those breedings happen, I'll be I'll be ecstatic. Um, I really want to do the the double head blonde pie stuff though. Um, for those of you who have not seen it, there's a picture floating around somewhere. Uh, I don't remember if it was Retic Nation or the Retic Connection somewhere. Um, I believe it was uh, Jacob over in, was it Jacob? It might have been Jacob. I don't know. It was, it was over in the UK or Germany, somewhere over there. Um, Reptiland or something like that. They made they made uh, Blonde Pied, which was the updated photos of that snake are insane. So, yeah. Let's see. Oh, Weston might actually be hopping on here shortly. Looks like he saw my messages. So, yeah, sorry about that, guys. Um, if if he can't if he can't hop on, we'll reschedule it. Not not a not a big deal. Life is hectic and chaotic, and um, I think he said he was going out of town tomorrow. So I'm sure he's got last minute stuff he's trying to get done and slipped his mind i'm sure um 8 30. let me let me just respond back to him Looks like he's gonna hop on here shortly. It might take, he said maybe 8:30. Um, yeah, so hopefully we'll. If you guys can hold out, he he said he'll. Uh, he had a crazy day, which I'm sure we'll hear about here shortly, and then he's gonna hop on here in a little bit. So, um, I guess I'll just ramble for a while. I don't know if there's any questions you guys got for me or anything you'd like to know, um, you know, or. or anything going on in the in the retic community you guys want to chat about or want my my opinion for what it's worth um we can uh we can talk about that let's see who's all in here right now we got uh renku what's up jerry robertson my boy uh, reptile jim what's up buddy harsh reptiles that's a new one i don't know if i've uh, ever seen you on here harsh so thank you for uh for checking in Checking out the podcast. Hopefully, we can uh, get this going here shortly. My buddy Jason, local guy here in Chicago. What's up, buddy? Hopefully, that uh, that GC, that Phantom GC Sun Tiger is doing awesome for you. 
but I hope everybody is having um, I hope everybody's having some uh, good breedings this year. Good luck so far, and we're gonna have some some cool stuff. Looking at a lot of people's posts, it looks like people are gonna put some out some insanely cool animals. Um, let's see, Renku. What's my thoughts on the biggest problem in the retail community? I guess that depends on what your opinion is of the. If you're asking what my thought is um, on what the biggest problem is, not quite sure if that's what you mean. Or I assume that's what you meant. Um, that's, uh, I mean, I think it's a tough one. I, you know, it's hard because uh, my opinion personally is I think the biggest problem is everybody, again, I, I think I've said this before, is not... Not, can you guys hear me all right, too? I didn't even think about that since I don't have my uh, my mic on. Or I was using off my uh, headphones. But um, I think the biggest problem in the rep, in the retail community, honestly, right now is probably... Man, that is tough. Uh, I don't want to say... Uh, maybe over, overbreeding, overpopulation is a big one. Um you know, popping out a ton of clutches um, of all stuff that doesn't really need to be made. Like, I get it. There, you know, there are some breedings where people have to do to make a lot of pos hat this and that. You know, and that's fine. Um, but you know, I see a lot of people, and a lot of times it's the newer people. There's, uh, you know, new people wanting to get in and breed and breeding uh, to breed retics and stuff, and they are throwing like platinum to tiger or you know, platinum to a normal just stuff like that we don't really need i mean like albinos is a very basic morph and they sell very well you know i think doing that's okay but I, I mean there's just too many of that too much of that going on um that i've seen i, I think that's a huge problem then there's some breeders that are just mass producing so many clutches of retics that it's it's honestly scary um you know, I, I have three pairings that are going right now that are locking, and I don't even think all three will go. Honestly, if one or one goes or two, um, I'd be surprised. I don't know if the Sulas will take, but the other two might go. Um, and I got one or two that I'm going to plan for because I've never had every breeding go that I've tried for. So, you know, I try for five, I might get three. You know, and I think for me, I think three clutches, four clutches. The most I've ever had was five, and I think that was almost too much. Um, but I see guys that are doing 30, 40, 50 clutches of retics, and not, not super dwarfs. We're talking mainlands. We're talking big animals, 40, 50 egg clutches. Um, that's a lot of snakes. That's a lot of retics and it's a lot of homes, you know, to find for those animals. Um, that's where, you know, then you start getting into the, you know, calling babies, you know, do you call stuff, you know, what's the. The thought process on that like you know my i i've never i've never had to call stuff um i i usually do find pretty decent homes for some of my some of my babies um there's been a few times where i've had to take animals back from people that they just got too too um hard for them to care for and i've taken them back and i found other homes for them but um i mean when you're producing 50 50 clutches of retics 
that's an insane amount of insane amount of number of babies. Like where do where do all those go? I, I still I look at some of the bigger breeders who are producing insane amounts of snakes, and I can't even fathom where a lot of those babies go. Um, it's it's I think that's one of the biggest problems. You know, um, it, it's hard too though because you know you want to sell you want to sell these animals. I mean, when you're starting to buy some of the higher end stuff, you know, you're buying Ocelot stuff or Hypo or Pides or, or this or that, or, you know, it's your people buying those snakes are kind of buying them as an investment in a way. And they're going to want to breed, breed them. Um, hold on one second. Um, so they're going to want to breed those snakes, which is understandable. You know, they're not, uh, you're not buying a, an ocelot for the most part to just keep for pet. There might be a few people that do, but I think if you're spending the money on, on that project, you're, you're in it to breed. So, you know, now you're kind of, I don't want to say adding to the problem, but I mean, that's now more people breeding and more people selling. And it's just, you got to get the new people in and, and, kind of like teach them the proper ways or, or you know i think the more ethical ways of of keeping and breeding these snakes not just let's breed as many as we can and and try to produce as much stuff as we can because that's that's just not the way to do it um but yeah i mean i think there's more than one i think that's a pretty big issue there's a few other issues for sure um within the retic community that i've noticed more and more as of late um I think there's always going to have, we're always going to have issues and stuff. And I mean, it sucks being that we're, we're usually the ones under fire the most being the, the big snake keepers. And we're the ones that are seem to always be fighting for our rights. It's, it sucks that we're the ones that are always getting kind of shit on for the most part. But yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, there's Wes. I think Weston's jumping on. Hold on one second. There he is. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can. Can you? Hear oh, me? yeah, yeah. Holy shit, man! I was like, oh no, I hope you didn't forget. I didn't forget, bro. It's all good. It's all good. And you know what? I I don't have your phone. I don't have your cell phone. I was gonna call you. I'm like, oh shit, I should have got that earlier. No, but, man, it's my it's my bad. I've had one hell of a day. Most people have Saturdays and Sundays to do chores around the house and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, between the snakes and having to go to my farm and plow snow. And everything else. Yeah, yeah. It's been a day. I figured. No, man. Nah, you're all good, dude. Don't worry. I figured something. I was like, because I know you said you were going, you're going out of town. I was like, oh, he's probably busy packing or doing shit or something. I just. I I haven't even started that. I haven't even started that. That's that's my my. I gotta be at the airport at like seven forty-five in the morning. I'll probably be in bed by some sometime around two. That's my. Holy shit! Yeah, that's. It's all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. I'm glad that uh, absolutely. We've been talking about doing this for a while, so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So anybody that uh, doesn't know, this is Weston. Weston uh, runs Wildfire Retics. Uh, You're out of Utah, right, Weston? You're out in Utah now. I am now. Yeah, Park City. I moved here. uh, Moved here in mid 2020. Right on. I was in Colorado. That's where. uh, That's where Wildfire Retics started. Sweet. So, what, uh, like, what got you into reptiles? Have you always been into them, or was there like a catalyst that kind of got you into them, or what? 
Uh, man, I've been into them since I was a kid. Uh, I grew up in Northwest Ohio. We didn't have a lot of snakes up there, but dude, I'd catch frogs and toads and all kinds of just whatever reptiles yeah. I could find. I'd keep them in shoe boxes in my closet. I drove my parents awesome. crazy, um, you know. And then really, what happens? I got to college, and I'd always wanted a snake. My, my to this day, my old man hates snakes. Really, doesn't want to be in my facility. Like wants nothing to do with them. So when I was growing up, I was just not allowed to have them, like, period. He wouldn't let them in the house. Um, you know, I'd try to sneak them in, garter snakes or whatever. I'd catch mm-hmm. them, find them, and he'd throw them back outside. So when I got to college, um, some buddies of mine actually had a ball python. And they just – I went to college in South Florida. Um, right on. They kept it in a cage on their on their lanai, on their patio, right, because South Florida, it's always warm enough. Yeah. And every time I went over there, like I, I was cleaning its cage and getting it out and messing with it. And one day, one of the dudes called me. He's like, hey, man, like we don't want this snake anymore. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Hey, stop. Hold on a second. I gotta tell <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're fine. That's pretty awesome. That'd be the shit. That'd be awesome, dude, to keep them out on the – keep your snakes out on the porch like that. Yeah, I South mean, Florida. You can that's... keep it up there. I mean, Tom Crutchfield, you know. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Up outside. So, anyways, um, so – I uh, I got that ball python from them. Uh, that was the first first one I'd ever had, just a normal ball python. I had it for I don't know uh, six seven years, um, and you know it was the first one I had, and I always held on to it. And it just kind of spurred me into reptiles, right? Yep. Um, from there, I I so. <laughs> You and I are about the same age, right? And yep. so when we were into reptiles, there was there was no Facebook, there were no message yep. groups, there was none of that. There was kingsnake.com. Yep. Yep. That was how you bought and sold reptiles. And so I discovered that, uh, you know, like a lot of us did back uh, back in the day, and started just going through it, right? And like initially, it was more ball pythons, and then yeah, you know, like pides uh, were the biggest thing back then. You know, like mm-hmm. I remember when the very first Lucy ball python was produced and yeah. when it came out. Um, but anyways, it, ball pythons were what started it. And then from ball pythons, I got into boa constrictors. And then boa constrictors, I got a couple of Burmese. And then, you know, I'd always had this thing for retics, right? But back then, an albino retic was like five grand. And yeah. as a college kid, I didn't have five grand, right? Yeah. Um, and so... I went on a spree of like just kind of like a lot of keepers do, like figuring out what I wanted. I kept everything from geckos and chameleons. Like I said ball pythons. You're I right. A, I had a kick with a, uh, on venomous for a while, um, you know, and kept kept a bunch of hots. And then, and I think you know this. A lot of people probably don't, but I bred pit bulls for about a decade, and that also happened in college. Right? It's when I got my first pit bull. Right. And I hit a point where I had like 30, 40 different reptiles and I had four pit bulls and I was trying to do both and it wasn't working. That's got to be a tough, tough thing to do, man. The dogs and snakes at the same time. It, was, it wasn't working. And in addition to go to school, work, everything. Right. Life. Yep. Work. Yeah. So I picked and I picked the pit bulls and I literally sold all the reptiles um, and got completely out of them for really almost like probably about a decade almost um okay yeah, close to a decade and i just i didn't keep anything i i was doing the dog thing you know at one point i personally had 29 dogs so holy like, shit <laughs> god so damn i i the, the animal breeding thing in me like that's not a new thing like that's right my early 20s so um 
you know, and then really what happened is sort of life happened, man. Like I started growing up, getting in my older 20s, um, you know, and the dog thing, like I was trying to build a career in corporate America and trying right. to do thing. And the, the two just didn't, they, they didn't uh, mesh basically. Yeah. Constantly clashing. And so I ended up giving away a bunch of my dogs to friends of mine, just like here, give them a family home, you know, whatever. Um, and slowly but surely got out of the dog thing until I only had one dog. <coughs> and then in 2013, I moved to Colorado. I said enough of corporate America. Um, and we can get into this if you want to, or we can just keep it about retics, but I've completely oh, my, my, my life path. Um, you know, I've always been into cannabis and I, in 2013, I took a stab, uh, moved to Colorado, sold everything I had in Florida and, uh, jumped into the medical cannabis industry. That's um, awesome, man. And, uh, and you're killing it, right? You're killing it out there. It seems <laughs> yeah. like you're, you're, you're doing pretty good. We're, we're doing well. Yes. That's you. good, man. We're, we're obviously do, not doing medical cannabis here in Utah yet. Um, working on it. Still just doing hemp. Um, and gotcha. I've had, you know, we'll, we'll get to why wildfire retakes was born. It, it loops into the cannabis thing. Okay. Um, but so yeah, I moved, moved there in 2013 and same thing. I'd always like always in the back of my mind, there, there's, there were two snakes that I'd never owned. And I always wanted to. One was an albino retic, one was a king cobra, right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going straight back into a king like that. Just I knew that wasn't a smart move, as I tell yeah. people now. I kept venomous when I was much younger, faster, and dumber. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I always, you know, I always wanted to keep them. Never did. And now with kids, there's no way. There'd be no way. I'd be too scared. Yeah. Especially See, having them in my house. Especially having them in the house, there'd be no way. But yeah, and it's. I mean, uh, I look back on the years when I kept hots in my house and, you know, like, but I put in not like one separate room. Like I had them in different rooms all over the right. place. I was really lucky that I didn't, that, that something bad didn't happen. So yeah, it's, there's, it's scary, man. It, it, it's give you guys props, man. It's, I see all the, you know, all the guys doing venomous stuff now and it's like, they're, they're so awesome. I mean, if I could, if I was younger, I, I would do it probably now, but yeah, man, it's uh there's some cool shit. It, it, it's a rush, and, and they're super amazing animals to work with, no question. I just, like, same thing. Like, for me anymore, it's just not. And, yeah. and again, part of it, I want to interact with my animals, right? Like, I don't just want to look at them through the glass, pull them out, right. look, put them in a bin. Like, I want to work with them. And, yep. you know, that's how you end up dying if yeah. you do that. Yeah, 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 you can't you can't do that. So then what, so then how did it, how did all that transition into wildfire then? Like, what, so, uh, how did that happen? So like I said, so I, I was living in Colorado and I wanted, you know, one, basically I was like, look, I'm going to get one snake, just one, right? We all know yeah, that. Just, just, just one, yeah. Just, so, yeah, just one. one. And so I, only thing I knew how to do, I got back on kingsnake.com, you know, and this is in, in mid, late 2013. Um, and I found a, a, a classified ad for a purple albino, what was supposed to be a male. Okay. And I really wanted a white phase albino, but I couldn't find any. Like, I, I just couldn't find any. Nobody Which is crazy. Any. Which is right. crazy. Right. Um, and so I saw this purple. It was super dope. It's like 600 bucks. And I was like, fun. Sold. Like, sold. Yeah, send them to me. So I got them. I got this huge, you know, again, never kept retakes. Didn't know a damn thing about them. So what did I do? The snake was like eight. It was like an eight, nine foot uh, snake. I went and got an eight by three enclosure for it, custom made. Hell yeah! 
I'm only going to have the one snake. I just want the one big cage in my office. Like, you know, no problem. So I got the snake and went through a lot of the, you know, first time retick keeper issues. Snake yeah. wouldn't eat. Like it just, yeah. I didn't have its temps right. Um, unfortunately, you know, it was a hardy animal and, and he made it kind of live through everything with me. Um, his name was Baraka. And there's That's still cool. pictures um, of him either on my, my personal Facebook or I, I've put a couple pictures of him up on my wildfire social media. Over okay. Um, but he, he, he was definitely not a female or definitely not a male. It was a female. Um, oh, really? But there's, there's no question in my mind about that just because of the size of that, that, that it got to. Okay. Um, and so, and you said you got him at what eight? He was like eight foot when you got him. Eight nine foot. Like eight, uh-huh. eight nine feet, and he was supposed to be like two and a half, three years old. I, yeah. I you know, again, I have no idea the guy that I got him from. I don't think he really knew. Um, <laughs> oh you know, again, man! First, first time we took problems. Yep. So I'm, you know, just not not knowing where to go. Um, and so literally, that was the only retic I had. It was the only snake I had in my house. Um, and I had that snake for three years. And so, again, I lived in the, the mountains of Colorado. November 2016, I went home to Florida for Thanksgiving. I was gone for a week. The guy that was supposed to watch my house for me didn't go over. We got a massive snowstorm, lost power. Oh, out. shit. And, like, I came home and, you know, dead snake. Yeah. And it was just like, fuck, dude, like. Oh, that's, right. Yeah, that's I, heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, man. It, it, well, you know, especially when you only have the one, like that, that snake, I'd let it get out and crawl around the house, like, you know, yeah. doing whatever. So, yeah, I was I was definitely hurt by it. Um, and at the same time, I was like, well, I'm not going without one. So time to get another one. Yep. And so I started looking and right before I had uh, but before he had died, I had started seeing message boards on Facebook for snakes. And so I started looking. I found the nation. I yeah, found yeah. The connection. I found all the different boards, and it was just like this whole world opened up. Yeah. Like, holy shit! Like, so you were, you were, you were in. So you were out of snakes at the time when, like, it was the whole forum days, right? Pre-social media and all that. Or were you kind of still in the, like, when you were out of the hobby? Were you kind of still looking, or were you out, out, like nothing whatsoever? I was out, I was out. out. So you missed all those good days of like Bob Clark forums and nerd forums and never, King Snake or the yeah, Constrictor. Yeah, I was never part of any of that, man. Like, man. Literally, literally I, when I was out, I was completely out. Man, um, like I said, like I said, when I went to get back in and buy that that first purple retic, I only thing I knew to do was go to King Snake. Like, right, I right. Genuinely didn't know um, that that even existed. Yeah, like, those weren't even there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had no idea. So. Um, so yeah, so 2016, man, I, I went and I started looking, discovered the boards and I saw this picture and it was this dude with this giant purple retic and was like, that's what I want. Uh, and that dude was Paul Lucas. And you know, was that he, sunshine? Was that this thing say sunshine? Yeah. Yeah. It was sunshine. And I saw that picture. And I literally, I'll never forget, I commented, I was like, that's exactly the kind of snake <laughs> I want. And he responded, this is the kind of snake I produce. And so we started yeah. and, and it actually wasn't the first snake that I got from him. Um, the first snake that I bought from him is the female I still have, Diamond. Okay. Um, and he had her for sale. And I bought her waiting for Sunshine to drop her clutch. All right. That, like, 
that's how I started buying more. So I went from literally zero retics to like, I think, third, well, actually, I got to back up one second. <laughs> so this is this is a crazy story. So this is actually how Wildfire really started. So I was looking for a purple and I was on the boards. And it was in, I think, it was in one of the retic boards that got deleted from Facebook. I forget okay. which one, but it was one of the ones that got deleted. And this dude made a made a post, 15 retics, $500, must pick up in Arkansas. Huh. And, and he had a list. And there were platinum jamps. And there were white albino. There was like, it, it was a hell of a list. Just all sorts of cool shit. Yeah. And I so I was like, there's no way this is real. Like, this is a scam, right? Like, no, no, no way this is real. So I sent him a message. I'm just like, hey, man, like, I'm for real. I live in Colorado. Like you're about a 12 to 13 hour drive from me. If you're serious, send me pictures of the actual animals, right. with labels, and like let's talk. And like two days went by and I heard nothing. And I was like, yep, scam. No, yeah. no And then the third day I got a message like, hey man, here's all the pictures. Sorry for the delay. Here's the animals. Yes, this is a real thing. I won't ship them. You have to come get them. And literally 15 retexts. All, like holy um, shit man from juveniles to an adult male sunfire that was still to this day the biggest male i've ever seen wow and i just hit him back and i was like all right like when can i you don't remember who he was do you remember his name or anything De was devin anderson oh okay okay yeah, yeah. okay it was, it was devin anderson and okay i literally drove out from colorado in a rented suv and picked up 15 retakes wow in, in in the uh I think it was November, either November or early December of twenty sixteen. Holy and shit, man. Literally went from zero to fifteen retakes. Did you and get like caging and everything or no? Did you take like he, everything? He literally, he literally sold me some of his caging, like he was he was done. He was getting out yeah, of the house. Yeah. He was done. Um and I I've actually posted a video of what that setup looked like. It was in my laundry room in my old house in Colorado, which had its own thermostat. So I was using oh, ambient, nice. I was using ambient heating to like 80 degrees in that room. But I literally had tubs <laughs> stacked up. Oh, that's I had awesome. like six or seven Boa Master or Boa file cages. Like it it, it was not a professional Dude, setup. Like straight That's up. awesome though. But that's how we all that's how everybody started. That's like, how everybody that's how like, it all all is. Yeah. And so I like I, I had all these snakes and so it was like, all right, now I got to learn because half, like probably three, half to three quarters, I genuinely didn't even know what it meant. Like right. I had no idea what a platinum jamp was, like no clue. You just right. kind of jumped, jumped right in, just fuck it, jump right in and here we go. Look, You're going to learn. Anybody, anybody that knows me, I don't do things half-assed. My, my uh, fiance is sitting right here and she's literally glaring at me. Like, that's I don't awesome. Do think, I don't do things You know, I think that's the way to learn, though, a lot of times. I think, you know, like, I mean, as long as you know, especially with these animals, as long as you know what they're capable of, I mean, I think right. experience, man, that's the only way you're going to – you can read everything till you're blue in the face, but you need you need that experience. It's, yeah, it's hands-on experience. It's like any other skill, right? Yep. How, do you become, how do you become a master carpenter? By right. smacking your finger with a hammer a hundred times. Like, yeah. you know, that's just, that's the way it goes. So, um, so yeah, so I got all those. And then, like I said, then I ended up still on the boards. And the boards, yeah. you know this, 
the boards are what get you. If you never got on the boards, you'd be all right. But you get on the yeah. boards and you just like, ah. It's, so, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely, I mean, I could imagine, especially because, I, I mean, I was, I've been in it forever. So, like, I kind of saw, like you said, nothing. It was magazines and Kingsnake. But I, I mean, I remember it before Kingsnake. And then yeah. Kingsnake and then the websites and then Face. I mean, I saw it all transition. So I can imagine, like, the guys like you that got out and got back in or the guys that never have been in like there's guys i talk to now that are like what is that we start talking and it opens up a whole world like it could be very overwhelming and i i, I guess i can't even imagine what that would be like to like oh yeah there's snakes but then there's like this type of shit going on would be crazy well, and the thing about it like for me like when you talk about like you know forms like funnel classifies and bob clark and stuff like yep. that like I'm super familiar with what that looked like because we had the same thing for dogs. We were doing the same thing in the pit bull world, right? We yeah. had all these different forms and everything else. So it, it just like it, it's not surprising to me that uh, that you know that that all formed and that that was going on. And again, yeah. like, really wanted to get into the snakes. It was like okay, like how how do I find? the same thing that I was used to in dogs in snakes specifically in retics mm -hmm. and obviously I, I I found it. So Yeah, that's super cool, man. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So 2017, I kept buying snakes. And that's kind of when I started like participating in forums, right? It was 2017, like actually putting my name out there and stuff like that. So I uh oh I want to say at the end of 2017, I had like 22 or 23 retics, something like that. Um, and so the way this parlays in with the with, with the cannabis, in I, I had a 5,400 square foot cannabis uh, cultivation facility in Colorado. That was my medical cultivation facility, mm -hmm. and my I was in between houses at one point. And I was like, screw keeping these the snakes in my house. There's too many of them anyways. I'm putting them in my facility. And so my first facility for my snakes was my cannabis facility. It just, it worked out well. I was keeping yeah. it in them anyways. Um, you know, I had concrete floors and drains everywhere. So it was like, why not? So oh, yeah. I had them moved over there. Well, then in 2018, that's when I got raided and indicted by the feds. So for anybody that's watching this doesn't know, um, I'm a convicted felon for growing plants. You, you put a big video out too. Oh, you yeah. put a big video about that too. I remember too, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I remember I, people were like freaking out about it. Yeah, which I, I don't know I, why. I don't, I don't. I don't shy away from it, man. Like I, I literally was convicted. But, but my third degree felony was for cultivation over 30 plants in a state where it's supposed to be legal. Figure that's, it out. That's ridiculous, so, man. Um. But yeah, so February 2018, I got raided and indicted by the federal government, and I'll, like, I'll, I'll never—I'm not gonna go through that whole experience. It, it was—it was, at the time, the worst thing I'd ever gone through. It turns out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me, um, for a multitude of reasons, and wildfire is one of them. So, at that point, like, my whole world was turned upside down. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't know if I was going to prison. Like, right. I didn't know anything. And a week after I got raided, I called Paul Lucas and I was like, yo, man, like, you know, I hate to be one of these guys, but uh, you got any interest in buying any of the snakes that I bought from you back? And he was like, why? 
and I told him what happened. At that point, like he he didn't really know me that well. Like, right. We he didn't know what I did really, and I told him what happened. And he's like, "So wait a minute, you grow weed for a living?" And I was like, "I did." And he's like, "I'm sure Paul didn't say it like that." <laughs> um, and he was just like, "But yeah. makes a lot of sense." He's like, "But look, dude, he's like." You've put a lot of time, not just money. He's like, fuck the money. It's like, you put a lot of time into these animals. Like, you really just going to walk away? Like, give that up? Yeah. And that conversation alone was what, like, kind of turned me the other direction. Like, where the snakes were, were no longer just, like, a, a thing that I kind of did. It was like, no, like, I'm going to really do this. Right. And that combined with, again, the situation I was in, I needed something to put my time and effort and my focus into it. I needed something to take my mind off of all the, the craziness that was yeah. going on in my life. And that's where Wildfire was born from, straight up. Like, it was literally me and like 25, yeah, probably 25 snakes in my, you know, old cultivation facility. And like Wildfire, I, I, I decided I needed a name for my program because I started setting up my phone mm -hmm. and doing Facebook Lives. Yep. And like people were like, oh, what's the name of your program? Or like, oh, <laughs> more of your snakes. And it was like, oh, like, okay, I actually have to do something with this. Like, I right. have to do something real. And so the name Wildfire came to me because literally my passion for retics, especially, it just spread like wildfire. Like it, it, it lit and it went. And that's awesome, man. You know, I I picked wildfire retics as opposed to like wildfire exotics or anything like that. I don't really do much else besides retics, man. Like I have a couple other random uh, reptiles. Like I got an Eastern Indigo. I got a black rope monitor. Um, I've got some black dragons coming from Paul. Um, but you know, short of that, I, I, I've got one or two Burmese. I don't keep anything but retics. Yeah. That's all I do. And that's, I mean, it's, they're addicting, man. I mean, I've done it. I've gotten other stuff and I've, you know, that's why when I did my whole name, it was JK reptiles. Cause I figured if I branch out to here or there, but every time I've tried, man, it's, you, you know, sell it to get more retics or, or trading them for other snakes. It's right. It's I, we're, we're a lot in the same in that. I just can't not have my retics. It's and nothing else piques my interest. It's exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's the way it's been for me for a while. And especially now, um, <clears throat> you know, you know, some of the animals that I've been getting from, you know, mm -hmm. from wolf and like, yep, that's a, that's a dream come true. Um, right. But, but yeah, man. So that's how wildfire started. Um, oh yeah. I dropped my first clutch, and a lot of people, you know, like I get these comments from people like, "Oh, how long have you been doing this?" I'm like, "I only dropped my first clutch. I guess it'll be four years ago now." Like, I have yeah. not been breeding retics that long. Well, I was gonna uh, say, you know, like you, you kind of came out of me. I mean, like you said, we're the same age, but man, I've kind of seen this all happen. And like, I remember when you kind of came into this, came into the world, and it was like you were there, and then boom, already you're like, "Here you go, breeding snakes and this and that." And it's like your your social media and just you know you post all the time you post such good shit that your name gets out there i mean i dude i have local people that i hit up the shows and we're talking retakes and they watch your videos and oh you know weston yeah i know weston and it's like you know the your whole marketing stuff is awesome with your company you know it's just the videos are awesome the all your posts are awesome so it's you're, you're doing it the right way for sure well, i, I, I appreciate that man um you know, because the there's a lot of guys that don't. I mean, I've seen, you know, I'm sure you have to, you know, five years, you've probably seen enough guys come in, spend insane amounts of money, and they're out yeah. in two or three years. It's it's well, insane. Here's the, here's the problem, man. And, and I've said this for a long time. 
and I learned this from dog breeding because at one point, dog breeding that was how I made my living. Right? right, I depended on my animals to eat, and here's the thing: I don't, I don't look down on anybody that breeds for a living. Right? If that's your choice, that's your choice. Just do it the right way. Yeah. Like, and, and and that's my like my only thing is if you're gonna do it and you're gonna literally make it your living, then do it the right way. Yeah. And for me, I didn't want that pressure of like I have to breed these animals to eat yeah right? that's i couldn't it do it the, it takes the fun out of it for me right yeah. like and so my biggest thing when, when i really started going into breeding was okay i'm gonna breed for what i like for what i want to produce and i'm only gonna put together animals that i feel are absolutely stellar quality mm -hmm. right and so you know i've spent a whole lot of time and a whole lot of money curating and that's literally the word i use is curating my collection like yeah um, i th there were certain animals that i spent a year or more looking for before i found the one that i wanted um and so now you know i feel really fortunate i've got a, a, a genetic pool i can produce pretty much anything that i want um you know that there, there's one or two uh, there's one or two genetic mutations out there that I, that I don't have. One of them being ocelot. I, you know, I don't have it yet. Um, you know, and I, I know the guy to go to when, yeah, <laughs> when, yeah, yeah. when, when I want one. Um, but, you know, when I started breeding, it was just like, all right, like, what do I want to make? Right. And I'll, I'll never forget the first clutch I dropped. It was actually with Diamond, the snake that I got from Paul um, and a GC Moschino uh, male um, that... <laughs> I, I remember when you made those. I remember yeah, when you had that clutch too. Well, and, and I remember going back and forth on what because I had two different males, and, and I remember going back and forth on what male I was going to use. And I ended up going with the GC Moschino, and I'll never forget one walking on walking in in on that first lock, and and seeing it and just being like, "Holy shit!" Like, here it is. It's happening. It's happening. Um. And then, of course, pulling that first clutch. And to this day, that's the biggest clutch. My first clutch was my biggest clutch. 56 eggs. Damn. 52 of them viable and 48, oh, shit. 48 of them hatched out. Like, that was – and it was like – literally, it was like in the span of like that six months, it was like, oh, you want to breed retics, huh? <laughs> Boom. That's a big – that's a big freaking clutch, man. That's yeah. that's a and nice – and, and I again, then when they all hatched out – it was like, what am I looking at? Like, what are yeah. they? I had I had five gene animals. I had no clue what some some of the stuff was, and so trying to play guesswork and sending pictures yep. uh, to people, um, and so yeah, like produce that first clutch, and and that really just hooked me. It was like, all right, like I'm I'm, I'm in this. Now. Yeah, it um, never gets old. I mean, that even that that first clutch. You know, my wife asked me, oh, doesn't it get boring? Like it. Never does. Like, I can never, like, I'm bouncing off the walls when I see the eggs get laid or, oh, when I peek in an egg and, oh, my God, there's this. It's, I can't stop talking about it. It's, it's you know, wake up, it's retics. Go to bed, it's retics. It's just, it's, uh, it's never, it never ends, man. It's, the breeding is just so much fun. It's, it is. It's, uh, it is. Well, it, it's just another element to it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love just going in my, as I know you do, like, I love just going out in my facility. And sometimes I'll literally just sit there with all the lights in the building off and just, like, yep, just watch them. Yeah. Just watch them. Like, 
They're just so active. Whoops, I'm hitting the wrong button. No, you're all right. Um, but yeah, so like that's how wildfire started. And like initially, the reason I started doing social media with it, because initially it was almost like a safety protocol because I was always by myself. Like I didn't have help. I didn't have anybody that was even remotely interested in the snakes around me. And so it was just, it was just me. And so I would go on my Facebook or, you know, and, and doing these videos and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll never get the first one. Like just caught and it was my, my pie female Muerta. And she yeah. was terrible when I got her. Like she was just, she just was not friendly. And I was doing this live and she came shooting up out of the pub at me. And I'm like, oh shit. Uh. Uh, but yeah, I was like, you know, that, that was one of the first ones that caught on. And yeah, I appreciate the compliment with, you know, how you did. My big thing with social media and wildfire has been add value and to put stuff out there that's actually useful. Right. Uh, look, I, again, I use YouTube to make the movie more powerful oh. to you, good for you, like, that, like for real. I mean that, like if that's what if that's what they're doing, cool. That's not what it is for me. Like I'm I'm trying to put out content that's useful for people, that people right. can get from, that people can actually to become better keepers. Because the one thing that I know from personal experience is when I got into retics, and you know this. Hey, was is it getting is it getting like very choppy on your end? No, I, you're like you're like uh, freezing up a little bit. Oh, hold on, you were like freezing up. I missed a bunch of that. Let's see. I no, don't know. Mine's, mine, mine's good, man. You're like delayed. It's like delayed. You know what? Try if you click on your name and log out and try logging right back in. Maybe that. I know sometimes it gets like I don't know. Sometimes you have to log in and log right, back yeah. off. Try that and and hop back on. Right. Maybe that's the reason. Hell yeah. Weston's dropping some some serious stuff here for you guys. I know you guys want me to ask him about his big his big giant female. We'll uh, yeah, it is it was really choppy. So he's gonna log off, log back on, and uh, hopefully that will work. But yeah, well I'm gonna ask him here about his uh, that big girl Nef Nefertiti Nefertiti. Let's see. There there we go. That's a little bit better. They were saying people were like, oh, it's choppy. I don't know why it was it was fine it was fine the whole time just started let's see know. if the i don't know technology man yeah um so, yeah so a bunch of people are, are are asking what uh so what happened with i mean I, I i don't know if they just don't know but with your big girl what uh what was the nefertiti what nefertiti. uh what ended nefertiti. up happening with her so, for everybody yeah so um that snake changed the way that I looked at these animals, period. Um, you know, I, I had never truly been around a giant before, before Nephi. Um, and I'll never forget the first time that I saw her. Because, and again, I don't take credit for raising Nephi up because I didn't. Um, that, that credit belongs to uh, a gentleman in Colorado who flew under the radar. Um, he didn't want notoriety. He was just like, he was a true keeper. Yeah. Um, and I got Nephi from him in some unfortunate circumstances for him. 
Uh, basically, he had her out in his backyard in the summertime. His neighbors saw her, saw her over the fence, and they called animal control on him. Oh, they did. probably lost their minds seeing oh, that snake. Oh, yeah, dude, they did. Um, <laughs> and they called animal control on him, and he lived in an area in Colorado that had a, a seven-foot length rule. And oh, they gave geez. Him, and so they gave him 30 days. And I was the only guy in Colorado that, you know, he had ever heard of or knew. So he got in touch with me through my chambers yep. and, uh, and, and asked me to, you know, come out and, and, and meet me and everything. And so I went to his house and again, dude, like two, two of the craziest animals I've ever seen in my life in one spot. One was Nefertiti Two, He had an Asian water monitor and I shit you not. I thought it was a Komodo dragon. Really? I, walked, I walked in and I looked at him. I go, yo, are you out of your mind? And he's like, uh. you got a fucking Komodo in your house. And he's like, bro, that's an Asian water model. I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's way it's massive. Dude, it's back was literally this wide. Like, it, Holy it's shit. So huge. Anyways, wow. so, yeah. So, Nephi, that's how Nephi came to me. And Nephi was already a 13 when I got her. Like, yeah. And I was the only, like I said, I was the only guy in Colorado that that, uh, that, that Sean trusted for her to go to. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I made some, uh, some really ironclad agreements with him that she'd never go anywhere. You know, he could come see her whenever he wanted. Um, and so that's how I got Nephi. And, you know, I'll be honest, I wasn't prepared for what that snake was. I, I wasn't. Um, and, you know, I got her. And same thing, like, when I got Nephi, I had one uh, one person helping me with the snakes, like cleaning and stuff like that. Right. But I didn't have anybody uh, like really that I was super close with that could come over whenever I needed to get that snake out. Yeah. So same thing. Like I would go live with on, on Facebook or whatever as a safety precaution. Yeah. Like, right. Hey, right. If the snake gets me, call nine one one. Um. But yeah, Nephi. She was so uh, big. She was so freaking big. So Colorado State University measured her officially at 21 and a half feet on the money, and she was 220 pounds. Like, there's a video on my social media, and, and it's probably the best comparison I've ever been able to do of her. Neppy was in her cage, and Diamond was, was crawling in front of her cage. And Diamond's 16 feet, right? Which yep. not huge, but not a small snake. Um, and she's probably in the video, she's probably 115, 120 pounds. And Diamond's in front of Nevi's cage and she like edges up and her head is right here and Nevi's head is here. And like, if you look at that video, you see it and you're just like, oh. Just a size difference, yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was nuts. Yes. So anyways, when I got Nevi, she, from Sean, she had like a mass on her side. And I asked him about it, and he's like, yeah, he's like, it, it's a fatty, benign tumor. I've had it biopsied. Like, it's just, it's there. It doesn't seem to bother her. I didn't really want to put her under just to remove it. You know, like, I've just kind of yeah. left it. Okay, cool. So I did, too, for about the first, oh, probably 18 months that I had her. Like, she was great. She, she ate regular. Like, yeah. everything was good with that snake. And, again, hats off to Sean for the care that he gave her for 13 years to get her to that size. Um, and so uh, then it's like mm, probably early 2020, 
and she went off food. And initially I was like, oh, like, okay, maybe, maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's that time. Were you, were you going to try to breed her or? going to try. You were? I was going to try. I, I told Sean that at the outset. I said, listen, yeah. I said, I'm going to try. I'm not sure if it'll happen, but I, those, I, have, yeah. I have to try. Those giant ass genetics of her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So she went on food and I was like, hmm, okay. And I, you know, my normal protocol with pairing, you know, I, I never just throw a male in the cage. Like first I'll open the cage. I'll make sure like yep. I'll touch the snake, mess with it a little bit, make sure it's not, you know, like in feeding mode and did all that, put a male in there. And she literally threw that male. And it was one of my bigger males. She threw that male, like all the way across the cage, like just one and three. Holy shit. And I was like, yeah, okay. No, no, no. We're not. How, we're not how big, big How big was that male? That male was probably 12 feet. Just like a toy. Just yeah. threw him like a toy. Yeah. Literally looked like a baby snake. So, I gave her a little time, but I only fed Neppy like every five to six weeks. Like she didn't, you know, she didn't need more than that. And so I gave her like six weeks. I tried to feed her again and she didn't need. I'm like, okay. I'm like, something's something's up. Yeah. Well, the next day she had pissed everywhere. I was like, all right, clean her cage. And I went to get her out. And the only time she'd ever been a, like, and I don't even want to say aggressive, defensive with me was when I first got her and she hadn't figured out like feeding protocol yet. Right, and, right. And so she thought cage being open meant she was getting fed. So I go to pull her out and she whips around and comes at me. And I'm like, and I literally fly back from yeah. the this. And she didn't come out of her cage, like come out at me but like just stayed like hovering like a foot in front of her cage. And I was like, whoa, like. Whoa. Well, she had to have a pretty, pretty crazy strike range, I bet, too, easily, you oh, know, like oh, 10 she, foot she or so easily, probably. Yeah, every bit of nine, 10 feet. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, I'm sitting there and she's still just out of the cage, mouth open. I'm like, yo, what is going <laughs> on? What's the problem? So I back up, I get a hook. You know, I nudge her back in with the hook, and I just close the glass. I'm like, you obviously do not want to be fucked with. And again, I'm by myself. Yeah, that's. I'm not. I'm not doing. A little it. scary. Yeah. So the next day, um, I had my business partner come down, um, and he had started working with the snakes with me. He was not a fan of Neffy. He was like, "You're fucking crazy. I'm not messing with that snake." But he, you know, he would at least be in the, in the room. So, I go. Do my usual tap her like she's not, you know, acting defensive. She's fine. Yeah. I pull her out, and no sooner do I get her to the middle of the floor and set her down, she turns around, mouth open, and just poises up at me. And I'm like, "What is? Oh shit!" And mind, mind you, now I got a 21 and a half foot snake in the middle of the floor. So I, I noticed though that the area where her her tumor was. It, like and again if you go back on videos and you look you can almost see the progression how it changed yeah it initially just looked like a baseball on her side it was literally just like that mm -hmm. and then when i got her out this time that whole area of her body was just swollen and i was like oh, shit. like this thing ruptured yeah like, what's going on so i called called sean i asked him what he thought and he was like man he's like like 
I don't think there's a vet in this state that, that can handle her. And right. I was like, yeah, me either. So, and I had a local vet. So I called him and I, and that I had dealt with on, you know, other snakes and exotics. And I said, listen, here's the deal. I got a 21 and a half foot snake. And he's like, rested. Like, come on. Like, it's, you know, I, I know you got some big snakes. And I was like, doc, like, yeah. This snake's over like legit. No, I legit have. The snake is legit over twenty feet. Like you need to listen to me. Are you comfortable with me for like bring with me bringing her in? Because like I don't want to load her up and do all this if you're not willing to work on her. And he's like, well, he's like, I'd like to try it, but you probably should take her to CSU, Colorado State University, mm -hmm. which they're you know one of the most renowned you know uh, reptile vets in in the country. It's like okay, right. fine. So I called them up. Explained to them what the situation was, took her up there. And, you know, they, they did a workup on her, the whole thing, and, you know, got a biopsy um, on it, you know, checked all her vitals, and, you know, everything was pretty good, but her uh, her white blood cell count was was high. Her body was fighting an infection for sure. Mm -hmm. So they're like, look, let's try antibiotics. Let's do a round, you know, course of antibiotics. Let's see what we can do. Like, okay, no problem. So they give me the antibiotics. I go home. I'm doing the antibiotics. The swelling goes down. She kind of goes back to normal. She eats just not not a normal meal, but she eats a rabbit. Okay, Something. we're 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 moving right direction. Yeah. Antibiotics end within two weeks. She's blown up again. And I'm just like, wow. So. I call CSU and I'm just like, look, like we need to figure something else out. This is, you know, obviously there's some sort of abscess or there's something that's, that, that's right. causing infection. So they're like, look, really the only option is surgery. Okay. Sounds good. Like let's schedule it. Yeah. Mind you, I'm literally getting ready to move at this point. Like I I've made the decision. I've committed. I am moving to Utah from Colorado. So now I'm like staging this entire move, anyone who's ever moved with a whole bunch of reptiles, most people do like, like an in town or like maybe, you know, a, a, across the city. I literally moved 700 miles with almost a hundred snakes. And yeah, that's, it, it was, it's not something I ever want to. That's a, there's a lot of logistics with that. Yeah. Yeah, there was. Um, so anyways, I, uh, I scheduled the surgery with CSU. I took Nephi up there. She had surgery. She came out of surgery just fine, and they and they removed the mass and, and they removed it. And they said there was definitely an abscess where the mass was. Like mm -hmm. there was a bunch of infection. They cleaned it all out. Everything was fine. Well, took her, took Nebby home, and you know obviously she was in recovery. Like everything was still okay, and it was literally nine days later that I had to move, and so. We went through the whole process of moving, which it literally took a 26-foot Penske truck and a 7x16 trailer and a Sprinter van filled with oh, all the snakes. So, God we damn. Loaded, we, we loaded this thing very systematically, and Nepi was the last snake we pulled out of her enclosure and put into a big – I use these big rolling like DeWalt or Husky bins mm -hmm. for my really big snakes. So put her in there, literally – Closed the van, went home for mm, six hours, slept, went back, got the van, drove to Utah. And when we got to Utah, we literally, it wasn't like, you know, oh, drop some stuff off. We literally showed up, we unloaded cages, set them up, and put animals in them. Like, 
the, the, the snakes, they were in their, their enclosure of enclosures. They were in their tubs or, or totes or whatever, less time than when I ship a snake. Right. Right. Usually when we ship a snake, it's like 15, 15 yeah. hours. And they were literally in these, in, in these tubs or totes for less than 12. So we get everything set up. And I go and I open Neppy's box and I literally, my buddy was standing there and I opened it and I literally looked, took one look at her and I go, oh my God, she's dead. Like, I just, the way she was sitting and her mouth was kind of cockeyed, she was gone. That's crazy, man. I, I, you know, it, it, Do you think it was just a shock after the surgery with the move, just too much on her system or what? I mean... I think it was a combination of things. I do. Um, you know, when it comes down to it, the surgery that was done, even though it was done at probably the best place it could have been done, it was a, a very difficult surgery. And yeah. I'm not, um, I, I'm not going to talk disparagingly on on CSU, but I am not convinced that it was um, that there wasn't something done in the surgery that contributed to her death. Um, I also think the stress, absolutely. Like we all know it stresses, stresses our animals out to move them like that. Um, I think it it just was a combination of things and ultimately it was just too much on her system. And yeah, she, she hurts. Um, and it just, yeah, it it was a blow, man. Like I, I've lost, obviously, you know, when you're at this at any length of time, you lose reptiles, right? Like it just happens. Um, yeah. and, and unfortunately, a lot of times out of nowhere, because the especially with retics, they're really good at hiding their illnesses, man. Mm-hmm. Like they, they will be acting normal, and you'll come in the next day, and they're dead, and you're like, "Yeah, what? there's no issues, right?" Yeah. But that would hurt. That would hurt a lot. Um, and and again, not because I had her from the time I raised her, you know, that she fit in my hands. It was just different working with that animal. Um, it's just a, that's a, such a rare and iconic. I mean, that's that's you can't just go out and buy another one. I mean, that's no, it's no, it's you can't. You it's a can't. very rare thing to have a snake that big. It's, it is, and and I genuinely thought again until I got some of these recent animals, I, I thought that was it. I was like, okay, like I had my giant, like yeah, like, yeah. you know, not not everybody even gets one, and I had one. Like I'm I'm yeah. blessed, right? Um. But yeah, that's what happened with Neppy, man. And I mean, I, I, I have her skin. I have a, um, um, I sent her, her, her skull off to, for a, a guy to do the domestic beetle. Oh, and, hell yeah. That would be cool. So I, yeah, I, be I've really got, cool. got some, I don't want to call them mementos, but I've got things to remember her by. Um, I wish like hell I could have had some offspring from her, but yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yep. Damn. All right. Well, you know what? Let's, uh, I'm curious, and I know other people want to know, what, what do you, uh, What's like your most anticipated pairing you think you got going on? Like, what's something you're looking forward to the most in your collection? That, I mean, I know some of the stuff you got and you're <laughs> growing up, but like, is there anything that's like you're like, this is what I got to, I got to produce this, or I'm looking the most forward to? I mean, I, again, I've been very blessed with some of the clutches that I've produced. When I hatched those Lucy's out, which is coming up on three years ago now, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, that that was, I mean, again, you, you go back on my social and look like you can the, the excitement on my face. I can't replicate that. Like it was yeah. so genuine. Um, as far as stuff that's coming up, I mean, 
let's say this year, like, do you have anything you're really shooting for or, or uh, well, I, I, I excited am. for this year? I am. So I'm breeding Diamond, who is my Platinum Motley Het White Poss Het Annery. And I, if she doesn't prove Het Annery, I, I literally might just like, okay, I don't know. Yeah, she, um, she, looks, she looks wild. She looks, yeah. I mean. Um, and that snake, that snake is, is probably one of my favorites, or if not my ab absolute favorite mm -hmm. in my collection um, for a variety of reasons. I'm breeding her with my purple snow jack. So oh, I'm going okay. to prove whether she's had Annery once and for all. Um, either way, I think Motley Jags are dope. Platinum Motley Jags are even more dope. Yep. And even if they aren't snow, um, you know, and because he's he's purple and she's white, obviously they'll be lab. Right. That's, yeah. that's okay. It's whatever. You know, la platinum Lavender Motley Jags will be some pretty sick animals. That'll so, be, yeah. I've been, I've been wanting to do that. I got him... I got that mail from Sal in 2019. So I've been waiting right. to do that clutch going on three years now. So that's one for sure. Um, I would really like to get a, uh, I'd really like to put down another clutch of purples. I haven't put down a clutch of purples in two years. Um, and I'd like to put down a clutch of purples. I don't know if it's going to happen this year or not. They're just awesome um, snakes. Purples, I mean, good quality purples. And that's the thing, too. The good quality purples, there's, they're hard to make. They're hard to, hard to yeah. get those really nice, you know, dark, Very, beautiful babies. Well, and, and for me, it's got to have that, like, ridiculous yellow head. That's just my personal thing. Like, you know, that and, yeah. and the, purple, the purple female and, and then my purple anthrax male, they both do. That's the pairing that I'm that I'm gonna yeah. do, um, and uh, she's not head anthrax, so I won't be making eh, visual sorry. visuals, but they'll, they'll be visual purples and they'll be stellar. So, um, and and I just made a post about that the other day. I like some some of the the basic stuff, man. I I like better than some of these five and six June colors I, out there. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100. I mean, I talk to you know other guys in the industry, and I mean, it's it's. There's just so much into it that it just takes away. You get a nice three gene, you know, just work. Like, I always bring up Shane. What Shane did with the Purple Sun stuff, just keep refining it year after year after year after year. That's what more people need to do, really, is yeah. just find that gene that you really like and just work on that and make it better and just, you know, it's a lot better than just throwing, like you said, any three, four gene male to three, four gene female make just trash, you know. But Well, and again, you know, I the biggest thing – you know, you asked me what I'm most excited about. It's not necessarily what I'm producing producing this year. It's what's coming. And yeah, again, yeah. You, know, you know, I've gotten some animals recently from from Nick and Wolf. Um, I have a couple more coming. Um, <laughs> to me, like when I started looking at the possibilities, and also like something I understood in terms of breeding in general was you need diversity in your gene pool right so like two years ago i got one of the turnate uh, or turnate island localities from rodney mm -hmm. and i got that snake pure wild caught blood true f1 just to throw some diversity into my gene pool knowing yeah. that everything i put put to him i was just going to make a bunch of heads but i don't care that's fine right right um you know and and so i had kind of already started down that path and i've got a couple of snakes in my collection that I had gotten for, for other reasons, not just because of they, they were close to wild caught blood, but like yep. my phantom tiger female, 
is an F1 calico blooded female. Yeah. Uh, I've got that tiger head ghost that's from Ben that's off the original wild caught ghost. Like I knew I, again, I knew I needed other blood that was unrelated or, or more wild caught closer to the wild caught stuff to bring in. Um, and so when Nick gave me the opportunity to start getting, you know, some of these animals, um, I had tried to get one of the Sumatrans that they produced, uh, two years ago now, Yeah, just didn't end up happening. Um, but that's what I'm really most excited for, man. And, and I, and I said it on a video not that long ago. But I was going to say, I know you put your video out where you're kind of restructuring everything and kind of, yeah. you know, going a little yeah. different direction. And well, here's the thing, right? Like. As a collector, and that's what I am first and foremost before a breeder, I'm a collector, right? I, I, I collect the animals that I like, yep. and I'm fortunate enough to be able to breed some of the animals that I like. And so, you know, from that standpoint, you're looking at things like, oh, like I want that genetic, right? Like I want that example of that genetic in my yeah. collection. So you get it. And then as a breeder, you start looking at things and it's like, okay, how does this make sense? How does this all go together? Like, do I look, do I love having this snake enough just to have it and never do anything with it? And I have some of those in my collection. Mm -hmm. I straight up do. Yep. Um, but you can't do that with every snake. You just can't. Right. Some have to have a very specific purpose. And when I started kind of really looking at things like, I know what I really like, and most of it is the T-positive stuff. Yep. You know, the, the purple, the Moschino. I, I actually meet, and people, some people are going to tell me I'm dumb. I like Moschino better than Mocha. I just do. I um, I, I agree. I agree and, with you. And, and sure. I know you, like, you're a blonde guy. You love I love the blonde stuff. stuff. It's my favorite. I love the caramel stuff. Like, you know, and, and so that, that combined with a couple other genetics anthrax like yep. and and you know i like the jag morph i like what it does i'm aware of the neuro issues yeah. with it. i also again i believe some of that stuff can be fixed by breeding it into some legitimate pure wild caught blood yeah. outcrossing it you know and try to restabilize it um and so those are the kind of projects i'm most excited about man is using this you know this wild caught blood that i have and again, I said it in one of my videos. Can you imagine a Suba with mode? Oh, you're freezing out. Sula oh, no. Up. You're freezing up a little bit, right? When you said Sula, <laughs> you stopped. Yeah, I, you you actually froze in my end, too. So I, I got that one. But ima imagine one of your Sulas, right? Because you love Sulas just like I do. That's imagine, sad. Imagine a Sula with Moschino coloring. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be wild, like, man. It would like, be wild. I, I, just, I look at something like that, you know, even just purple, right? Like with that pattern in purple, it, it, it would just be crazy. Yeah. And again, I could just be dreaming this stuff up in my head and years down the road, I, I hatch them out and I'm like, oh, that's not as cool as I thought it was going to be. Well, but that's I, the thing, though. I mean, you got to do it. You know, I remember when I did when I did my first, when I did my Sula breeding, when I bred my Sula to my Platy Tiger, this was years ago right i got so much shit from everybody why would you waste that female and blah 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 and jeff byers you know we uh we road tripped out me shane we all went out to uh bob's right and i brought the babies when they came out 
and because uh, they came out insane. And I remember Jeff Byer saw him, and he was like, "Dude, these are I'm so glad you did this." And he talked so much shit to me online about it. And yeah. I mean, that's the thing I like to see. You know, I like I like the guys that are taking this stuff and they're outcrossing it instead of just trying to combine all these genes. You know, I, I that's why I like doing the Sula stuff, crossing it to the Motley, and I got you know my seventy five percenters, and it's. You know, I see the stuff like Eric Lee's doing with the Super Dwarf stuff, and I'd like to see that with the Turnates and the, you know, the Sulas and the Slayers and, you know, some of the other locality stuff. That's, you can only cross the morph so many times. Everybody's doing the same shit for the most part. Not everybody's doing the locality cross stuff, which I think you mentioned you wanted to do the Sula to an Anthrax or something like that, and I think that's, dude, yeah. that's going to be crazy. That's what I, that's the shit I like, you know. I I, I do. I do want to cross a Sula with an anthrax. Um, you know, and, and like and again, it's not I, I have a few different directions that, that I that I'm going with things, right? Um, like again, I'll put I'll put one out there. Annery anthrax pied. Like to Could me cool. and, and again, for me, I, I've seen all the albino pies, right? I, they're novel and they're cool, but they're not for me. Like, yeah. to me, what makes the pied so cool is the contrast, right? The dark and the and the, and the bright light. light. Yep. Um, so, like, the motley pieds, I really dig. But, again, me just, like, kind of brainstorming in my head. And because I have that anery anthrax, I'm looking at him and a pied male above him, and I'm like, yo. I forgot you still had that snake. Didn't you get you got that? That was from uh, Paul, right? Didn't Paul yeah. have that male? Mm -hmm. Has he ever bred? Has you yeah. ever produced it? Oh yeah. 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 What did I you breed him to? I bred him to my little lemon glow female. I produced. Oh, that's right. I forgot glow. you made those. Yeah. Oh yep. shit! I completely forgot about those. And he actually he's breeding right now to my white phase albino. Oh yeah. So, that would Again, be cool. I haven't made any visual anthraxes with him because I don't have any. I don't have any visual anthrax females. Yeah, um, but uh, but I, I completely I'll forgot about yeah. that snake. Mm -hmm. He's so, yeah. but he's never he's never actually proven out yet as Andrew. I mean, he looks like there's no doubt. He I can't see how he won't. But he, he I have not bred him to anything that that would prove Andrew yet. Well, okay, that's not true. I bred him to Diamond in 20, 2020. But she okay. slugged out. Uh, and that was at the same time I was breeding him to two. I was breeding him to Diamond and the Lemon Glow female. And I think it just wasn't. It just wasn't. Yeah. You know, he, he just didn't have it then. So. Yeah. Um, There's definitely but, something going on with that snake. Like, for yeah, sure. He's, he's there, very there unique. Is, there is. And, I mean, I, I don't think it'll take that long. Um, however, I do have that I produced last year. I have those jag, the, the jag and the jag tiger female that are triple head, uh, purple snow pied. So I could prove his anery. Oh, Jesus at Christ. That's, that's insane, man. Triple head stuff, man. Wow. Yeah. I'll yeah. be, I'm, that's what I'm working for this year. I need to make some triple head stuff. Um, so what I'm going to ask you, what is, you don't got to give me an explanation, though. What is your favorite locality? I think I know, but you can only pick one. What's your favorite? Mm. You know it's a Sula. You know it's a Sula. I know it is. I, you know, I, I, dude, I really love the Sulas, but honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to go with my Bali. That Bali female that I have. It, like, 
I, and there's something that yellow head just gets me. Yeah, something, yeah. something with that. I, I absolutely love my Bali. Um, Sula's, don't get me wrong. Like it, it, and if you ask me tomorrow, my answer might change. How about that? It might change. You know what though? Like I'll be honest. So like, you know, Nick was showing me pictures and uh, I really, really like those Cerams or whatever those, the ser- dude, like nice. get, get some of those made and I could very easily change my mind. The color, the contrast with those grays on some of those pictures I've seen are I well, and dude, God damn. I, I can't I can't get a picture of it. I, I'm I, I I literally am gonna have to go down to my facility and just like sit there with the camera for like a couple hours when the and, and it's simply because as soon as you as soon as you take her cover off she changes but my pure malaysian female dude when she's fired up the silver it, it's on fucking believable yeah. like it's unreal but i can't i haven't been able to capture it in a photo or those video like all those snakes that him and that him and wolf made are just i mean it's dude i'm it's I, wild it is absolutely wild it is, and I'm, I'm very, very humbled that that because again, you know those guys won't sell to anybody. And oh, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. They won't I sell know. to anybody. So they, when they've given me the opportunity to own some of these animals, I'm just like, yes, like, yeah. Yeah, it's that's. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, it's cool that you know they're letting somebody get them. You know, and I'm, you're obviously going to make stuff with them and do cool stuff with them. So just to be able to see it is going to be. Uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so I got like a two-parter for you. All right. All right. Your f- most favorite and least favorite thing about the retech community. Oh. oh. Before you got on, people were asking me what I thought was the was the worst thing. So we're going to – I want to know what's your favorite – most my, favorite, least favorite. My, my – fi- it's – so it's actually the same thing. It's a, I, my, the answer is actually – my, my most favorite thing about the retail community is some of the people that I've met, like, and, and the, the relationships that I've formed straight up. Yeah. Like, um, and, and look, a lot of people don't like him and, and I get it cause he can be a real asshole, but Paul Lucas is one of my best <laughs> friends straight up. Like he, I've never shook his hands, yeah. Yeah. but he's one of my best friends. I talk to the dude almost every day. Yeah. Um, and so my, my favorite thing, it's also my least favorite thing. I don't know what it is about animal breeding, and it's not just retics. It's not just reptiles. Everything, yeah. It is animal breeding. Period. It will bring some of the straight up dregs of society into it, and I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. Like, you know, there's just some people that don't deserve or shouldn't have a goldfish, right? And have a building full of snakes, and it's yeah. disgusting. And and yeah, and it's. And it's sad to me. It's sad, like because the only reason that they're doing it is the money, right? And like, honestly, as 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 a breeder, 2020 was great. But I've been saying this since 2020 happened. Like, I'm waiting for the backlash of all those reptiles that we all sold in 2020 yep. to come back, especially yeah. in the retic. And it, it, it's going to happen. Well, it's going to happen. You, you've been in the retakes for far longer than I have to know that it's cyclical. Yeah. 
it, it's coming where literally yeah, it, all of those snakes that got sold in 2020 or 75 percent of them that are still yeah. alive are going to end up coming back and we're all just going to be like ah fuck. yeah what the fuck what the fuck happened yeah it's yeah. you're absolutely right man for sure yeah so that's um, yeah my, my answer on that is that it, it's the same it's just different aspects yeah 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 no i i i get it um I was going to ask you who your biggest mentor is. I assume it's probably Paul, obviously, right? They're flat out. Yeah. There, there would not be a wildfire retix if it wasn't for Paul. Like, and, you know, he didn't have to. And, and you know, even before we formed a friendship, he was the guy that I would go to just because I had bought a couple snakes from him. He yeah. was the guy I would go to with all my questions. And, like, a lot of, you know, essentially noobs especially when it came to, to breeding you very easily could have been like yo dude figure the shit out on your own um, and, <laughs> yeah and he, and, he, and he didn't and he didn't and I, I i love him and i thank him all the time for it so yeah, yeah. absolutely paul was my mentor well that's awesome dude yeah i mean I, I haven't talked to him in a while i mean yeah he's he's he, paul is paul man he's he knows i mean he knows his shit it's crazy it's still surreal that i don't you know he's not really doing the snake stuff anymore but because he's did it for so long, and it was, I just remember we always had our little group of us all every day talking, and it's like, not not really doing snakes no more, but yeah, that's I how mean, it goes, man. He's still, got a, he's still got a couple. Um, oh, does he? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's still, well, so, I mean, it's not necessarily my story to tell, but I'll right, right. my side of it. Um, I got a call in August 2019 um, from his now ex, uh, saying, hey, Paul's in the hospital. He had an ATV accident. Yeah. He's in really bad shape. And I was like, okay. Like, did I go away? Um, sorry. This no, one, you're fine. You're fine. We're almost, we're almost done, man. No worries. Um, but anyways, um, so, yeah, he had a really bad ATV accident. And when yeah. I finally talked to him a, a day later, he was like, hey, man. He was like, I broke my hip. I'm in a bad way. I need you to take all of my snakes. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, send them. And literally, I doubled my collection in two weeks. I took right. 60 snakes from him. Um, and a lot of those were babies, not all adults. A lot of those were babies. The only one I didn't take from him was Sunshine. That was the only snake that he kept. Mm -hmm. um, and I had all of those snakes until right before I moved to Utah. Um, and then I, I shipped him back what you know what what was his. Um, yeah. So he still he still has a few, but yeah, he's he's not really he's over the breeding part for the most. Yeah, part. I mean it's it definitely gets gets tiring when you you're in it for any length of time. I mean, there's days I'm like, man, fuck these fuck this breeding shit. Just keep some snakes for pets. I mean, it. it yeah. You have your days. It's it definitely is. Uh, oh, it, dude, we, it if you don't have your days in this hobby, you're lying. Like, yeah, it's dude. It's I have my days where I'm down there cleaning and just nothing is going right, and all the snakes are being assholes, and it's just like, why do I do this? Yeah, why? Why? why this? Right, especially when you're not doing it as a job. It's literally just you could be like I'm like, man, I could be spending time with my kids. We could be doing this or that. Why am I down here shoveling giant snake shit for hours? up to my elbows like what am i doing with my life but i i it's... tell people all the time if you don't love to clean do not get into retakes yeah don't. yeah that's i mean that's pretty much exactly on the money um so five years where do you see uh where do you see wildfire in the next five years 
Oh man. Expanding, expanding, or kind of focusing, or what? What do you um, think? I don't know. As I as I as I want to go big. <laughs> that question just got a real hard look from my fiance. <laughs> go huge. Uh, she, by the way, she well, she by the way, when we met, she she couldn't go in the building. She would like literally start shaking and crying like she's petrified of snakes so it's a very interesting very interesting uh but is she support she's supportive so that's all that meant i mean that's all that meant my wife hates him my wife hates him that was the one thing that that i said when we got together i was like look i'll never ask you to like them he had to love me racing cars i got to love his snakes oh that's a good trade-off that's there a good trade-off that's a good trade-off uh, but yeah, I literally just said to her, I was like, look, I'll never ask you to go near him. I'll never ask you to help him. You don't have to yeah. help him. Just don't tell me that I can't do it. Right, that, right. That's the only thing. No, that's, we're, that's, we're, and my, my wife's the exact same way. Like, she won't, she used to be into him, but now she said, I want nothing to do with him. It makes it harder since they're in my house. I think when I get them, get them out of my house in a building, it'll make life a thousand times easier. But dude, it, um, I'm, t I'm telling you, it will. Like, oh, it's, and that's the thing that I, I always tell people. People are like, really? Like, you spend money just to keep your snakes in a separate building? And I'm like, look, it makes everything so much easier yeah. for a variety yeah. of reasons. Here's the other thing. I know me. If my snakes are in the basement and I'm in my house, I'm going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to do this and this and this, and then I'll go down there. Like, yeah. like it, it's just almost like a constant delay versus when they're yeah. in the facility. It's like, no, I go in the facility. I'm in there. I get it done. You got your time. You got your time to kind of. This is it. This is I got to do this. You don't want to. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, to answer your question, five years. I, it, it's it's tough to say. Um, I what what I what I would love to have happen. What I would envision is I've got a collection of mm, two dozen, and the majority of them are giants, straight up. That's that's sweet. what that that's like my vision for what i want um you know five years is is not enough time to get there right the, it just isn't um yeah. but on my way to that um you know okay. absolutely gonna incorporate the locality blood in with some of the genetic mutations like we talked about um you know and it's what i know about me is there will there will be some things and that i absolutely stick with and like mm -hmm. one thing that I was dead set on for a long time was the Lucy project. Right. Yep. And, and, and proving that out, I have one more breeding I want to do with it, but honestly, I just want to raise the three Lucy's that I have. I'm sorry. I was going to ask, I was going to ask you how many you had left. Yeah. Oh, are they doing good? Are they doing good? Or? So two are doing fantastic. Two are. Eh. So, so like now did, did you do any, did you feed them lighter or did you kind of like, what was your, yeah. So for the first two years of their life, I only fed them live. I only oh, okay. fed them live. Um, not like stunned, not like fried, right, like, right. Just stunned. Um, and the way I fed them up until the last three months, I switched. I would not feed them until I saw physical defecation, not urate, but actual defecation. Yeah. And yo, their digestive systems are way, way, way slower. They just yeah. are now. One thing I will say, since I started keeping them, and, and this goes somewhat against what a lot of us do, especially as larger keepers, right? We use racks, stuff like that. Yeah. And it makes sense for us. It's the easiest way for us to keep the snakes healthy. 
And since I moved all the Lucy's into larger enclosures, each one of them, they have done better. Now, I think that also has to do with the humidity. I keep their humidity at like 90%. Holy shit. Damn. Yeah, all the time. They wow. do not get scale. They, they don't get any kind of scale rot. When their humidity drops below 50, they do not do well. Really? Now, now, now people will say, well, duh, no retic's going to do well at under 50%. Look, there are retics that will do just fine at under 50% humidity on a regular yeah. basis as long as they're getting soaks and they're getting things like that. The Lucy's really like higher temps and higher humidity. Um, again, there's two of them that are doing really, really well. And, I, and one's a male and one's a female. And two of them that are doing so-so. And again, one's a male, one's a female. So I literally have two. Huh. Um, out of, you know, th there were 10 that hatched out. Um, I know that five are still alive. And really? They're, and they're turning three years old. Wait, five, five plus your four or five no, total? No, five total. Total. So, so you're four and one extra one. I was yeah, like, damn, so nine out of ten? Holy shit. I was like, no. damn, that's super impressive. No, uh -uh, but no, that's still I mean, that's still pretty good. Fifty percent. I mean better than anyone else that I know. Yeah. I mean, it's not it, it's not saying that I'm doing everything right. Um I yeah. gotten be, be getting lucky. Who knows? Um we'll we'll see what happens. I have started to feed, especially the two that are doing really well. I've started to feed them more regularly. I'm not always waiting until I see defecation. Yeah. I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, all right, let's just see. Like, you know. Yeah, kind of try it and just kind of let nature, kind of whatever happens, happens kind of deal. Exactly. Exactly. That makes sense. Cool, That's man. Fun. Awesome. Well, yeah, we're at an hour and a half, dude, so I'm going to let you get to it. I know you got shit to do, so. Well, it's, I, it's uh, all good, man. I know we've been talking about doing this for a while. I appreciate it. Well, no, nah, man. There's, we'll, we'll definitely, I definitely want to get you back on one of these days. We'll, we'll you know, we can do it again. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we got to do it, man. I'm glad, I'm glad we're, I was getting nervous. I'm like, oh, fuck, I hope he didn't forget. No, I'm no, like, no. shit. I didn't, I didn't so, forget, man. I just was running around like crazy. Uh, that's life, man. So I appreciate it, buddy. I'm going to, um, I'm going to let you get off here. I'm going to, I'm going to close up and then I'll, I'll chat with you for a quick second. And then, uh, yeah, okay. I appreciate it. All right, Weston. All right. Take it All easy, right, man. You. All right, guys. So there's Weston. Awesome, awesome podcast. Definitely going to have to have him back on again here soon. Um, yeah, we're going to keep it going. I'm going to get some more lined up here. Um, try to get some uh, some other people on here. Hopefully not so long in between podcasts this time. So um, thanks for watching. Make sure you guys subscribe. And, uh, and yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thanks.